Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared podcast. Where would she land and how bad would it be? Hi, I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared podcast. In September 2003, Hurricane Isabel barreled into the coast of North Carolina, but the major damage was done on the coast of Virginia in the Norfolk, Hampton, Virginia Beach area. Lots of flooding, no electricity, really bad. It was, it, they were in bad shape down there. My mom and dad lived in, in uh, central Virginia. So I called them to check on them to see if they, how, how bad they got it, if they got it. And I talked to my dad and he said they were good. They had lost electricity, trees down, you know, wind, rain, that type of thing. Normal aftermath of hurricane and it's humid. Oh my gosh. I think that's okay. I'm just going to say this. Everybody's like, that's the worst. What I hate most about hurricanes outside of the damage, it's the, the humidity after a hurricane comes rolling through your area. Oh my gosh. Ugh, so hot. And, it, and then the cleanup with the heat. Ugh. So, um, I asked dad, I said, well, you guys, okay. And he said, yeah, we're good. And I said, well, do you need, we just bought a generator. Sam and I had seen, my husband and I had seen this hurricane coming up the coast. Obviously, meteorologists are pretty good about forecasting hurricanes. They take a while to get to where you, where you are. And so you have ample time to prepare for a hurricane. And um, we felt impressed that we should buy a generator. So we did. We bought it earlier in the week. I think the hurricane came in like Thursday, Friday, I think it was Friday. And we bought the generator probably around Monday, something like that. So we had a generator. My husband had prepared it so that if we needed to use it, it was ready to go. And we had gas in case we needed the gas, you know, to keep it running, of course. (laughs) So I I said to dad, you know, do you need a generator? And he said, no, we're good. We have a couple. We're doing great. I think they had a whole house generator way back then even. And I said, okay. He said, but you know who could use one is our friend Bob. And I said, okay. I said, um, he lives down, dad said he lives down in, you know, on the coast of Virginia, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, somewhere in there. And he said, they got devastated. And I said, okay. I said, well, he is welcome to have this generator if he wants it. And dad said, okay, I'll call you back. I said, fantastic. So um, dad called me back not much longer. And he said, Bob's on his way. I said, what? What do you mean he's on his way? He's on his way. And to you, my dear listeners, this story This experience changed the way I think about self-reliance. It just did such a number on my mind. Like what this 
So here's a man who's just been caught in a natural disaster. He is a victim of a circumstance, but he didn't act like a victim. He acted like a man who was prepared to go out and procure whatever he needed to take care of his family. And so he knew that there would be no generators in the area. He pro- that, that was probably already even, there were probably no generators that whole week in the area because of the trajectory of the hurricane. And so he got in his car and drove five hours up to New Jersey to get this generator from Sam and I. So we have a couple things going on here. You have the fact that Sam and I were prepared. We listened to an impression from God, and we bought the generator, had it ready to go. So we were able to serve someone who was in need of a generator. And this person, instead of expecting us to drive it down to him, which I would have because he's such a good friend of our family, Instead of expecting us to drive it to him or even halfway, he drove the whole way to New Jersey. He bought the generator from us. He uh, stopped in Maryland or wherever, Delaware, and bought gas cans and filled them up to take them back to Virginia. Why would he do that? Because there was no electricity in his area. And if you don't have electricity, you can't buy gas. You can't pump gas without electricity. And you can't get money out of an ATM if you don't have electricity. And so he was able to get fill up his gas cans and drive them back down to Virginia and take care of his family. The swamp drawer, where all good produce goes to die. Dun dun dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables. Go to JoyfulPrepContainerGarden.com. This, I said it already once, but I'm going to say it again. This experience changed the way I think about self-reliance, about preparedness. I can't prepare for everything that happens. That's just impossible. You'll wear yourself out. I think that's what happens with the doomsday prepper people is that they get so anxious about trying to control what they can be prepared for that they miss the joyful part of being prepared. So I learned from Bob that I can be a victim of a circumstance, but then I also learned from him that I can go out, go and do something about it, that I don't have to sit around waiting for a government agency or a nonprofit to come and help me. And I'm thankful that those things exist, but I'm not waiting around for it. And so two things that I will suggest. Number one, keep your gas tank full. Don't let it drop lower than a half a tank. 
Number two, keep some cash in your house and on your person in case you need to pay cash. Because if cards can't work, if there's no electricity and you still need to get something, then have that ability. You know, it's nice now that we do have like Venmo and Cash App. That works. I would assume that would work without electricity if your, you know, phones are all charged and everything. Makes sense. That sounds stupid, but I'm just, I'm here to enlighten everybody. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, that would work. But having cash would also work. I heard of a story of somewhere here in in Florida, a hurricane came in, doesn't really matter which one, and the area was kind of wiped out, not like wiped out like with hurricane destruction, but no electricity. And because of that, people couldn't go in and shop. They didn't have food or whatever. They were, they were not prepared to go three, four days a week without going shopping. And so people had to stand out outside of the store that did have provisions and at one at a time, I believe he said that he would bring in the, the store would bring one person in and they would go shopping and they wrote down everything that they bought and the price they would total it up. That's why you need to know math. (laughs) They would total it up and then you'd have to pay with cash. There were no cards. And in this case, I don't know that there was cash app or Venmo. So it's good to have some, your car filled with gas and to have some cash on hand. And, and when you come into a situation where you become a victim of a circumstance, I'm not suggesting that you're like all joyful and jump up and down with glee. Oh, yay, this, this thing happened to me. We are human beings and we need to have a moment where this is not okay. So please don't hear, please hear me correctly. We need to have a moment where we're like, whoa, I am not okay that this thing just happened. I am not okay that I don't have electricity. (laughs) So be aware of that. But then as you kind of come back and start to figure things out, okay, what can I do? What, how can I relieve myself of whatever this pressure is? What can I go and do for myself? You may have people that come to you or need help. And because you're prepared, you'll be able to do the same thing. So I, I encourage you to learn a lesson from Bob. What a great example he is to all of us. You don't have to wait for someone to do something for you. So thank you so much for listening. Remember that self-reliance is freedom. And I would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a review. I'm reading reviews during the podcast now. And will you please share this with your friends if you find this valuable? That would be so awesome. Anything, um, show notes, uh, there's links to the, my, my website in the show notes and to other, my Facebook group, different things like that. So I'd love for you to go check out the show notes and I hope you enjoy your day. 
you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.